Good evening, church. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. My name's Cole. I'm the pulpit minister here at Central Church of Christ, and this is Dan Spaeth. He's one of our elders. And thank you so much for joining us for our Thursday night conversation through the Law and the Prophets. I got it that time. Yes, you did. Conversation, right? Practice, practice, practice. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you so much for joining us tonight, church. And here at Central Church of Christ, it's our mission to be God's heart and hands in this community beyond. If you'd like to learn more about what that means and what we do here at Central, I want to encourage you to check out our website at www.churchofvictoria.com or to check out our Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash vctchurch, I think, or facebookvctchurch.com. I don't no know. idea. Yeah. If you're watching on Facebook, make sure to like and share it. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to get the bell on and make sure to be subscribed to the channel so you get notified every time we go ahead and post a class. Uh, do you have anything? I have nothing. I don't have anything. You know, this is come. This one won't come out for another couple of weeks. So oh. anything we talk about will be a... This one's new. out after the election, I believe. Yes, it will. It oh. will come out after the election. The election is tomorrow. We're, we're here uh, November the 2nd on a Monday afternoon is when we're... You know, I think it's hard for us to, to navigate that sometimes, but it's hard for them to understand that, that it, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out where we're at and what we're doing and what's going to be happening. But we just went to saw, see Bernice Nelson this, this afternoon, and uh, that went really well. For those of you who know Bernice, uh, she's doing really well. She's she uh, 101, going to be 102 pretty soon, and, and uh, she is, uh, was very, very glad to see us. And But you have to j- jump through hoops to get over there. You don't just walk in. you got to... They gotta, you gotta let them tell you what to do. So, oh, yeah. So, yeah. but they're taking every precaution. Yep. Which yep. is wise, which is wise. And, but she was really, really glad to see us. Really was. So, oh, it was good that was good. You. Well, brother, we gotta, let's pray, let's pray I, and let's get into it. All right. <clears throat> Father in heaven, we thank you so much for, uh, for the opportunity we have to study again. Father, we know we have an audience. We know that they're, they're watching. We know there are people watching that maybe have never seen us before. Uh, have not listened to anything like this before. We pray for them, and we pray that we will come across in a way where they can understand, and they can grow, and they can learn, and have the courage, Father, to apply what they learn to their lives. Father, bless Cole and I tonight as we as we do that. Thank you again for the for the the technology that we have, and for those that are involved that uh, give their time to to take care of this. And uh, again, bless us tonight as we as we carry on through. Uh, some more of the book of Genesis, talking about the law and the prophets and uh, and looking at covenants and looking at relationships. Uh, thank you, Father, for, for, this, uh, for this text. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, brother, let me ask you something. Okay. You used to work on cars. Mm-hmm. What is it? What is it? So when I have a problem with my car, it's making weird noises. Mm-hmm. And I take it to a mechanic and I tell him, well, it's doing this. Mm-hmm. Is that any good... Does no. that help at all at all? Not usually. Not, <laughs> Not usually. You know, but but anybody that's any any that's good at it and any count at it, you know, that you know, where my shop was, I, I had a, a people had to turn off a road to come to my shop and and there was a lot of times I could hear certain cars and when they turned the corner up there it was about a half a block away and I could I knew what was wrong with the car before it got to my shop. I could tell, I could hear it, I could I could I could hear the noises it was making uh, now it wasn't if it had a little squeak or something, you know, that, that was were different. But if it was major, I could hear it. You know, really? I had a guy turn the corner one time, and his car didn't have any oil in it, and I didn't know that. I didn't know he was coming, and he turned the corner, and as soon as he gave it the gas, I heard the rods knocking in it. I heard it from from 150 feet away. I heard it, and uh, first thing I did was pull the dipstick and had me oil in it, hmm. and uh, I put oil in it, and we uh, and we started it up, and it ran fine, and he drove it off and drove it another six months. 
<laughs> but I did hear the noise in it, you know. But yeah, it sometimes it helps if if a guy knows what he's talking about. But most of the time it didn't help. It you know, they the, I could all I could get out of them was what part of the car it was coming from, because you could you could eliminate a lot of things if you knew what part where it was coming from, uh, what part you know when did it happen. Uh, so you, so it was almost like being a detective then. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, like I said, if you've done it a long time, it's like anything you do a long time. If you get really good at it and you practice at it and you know what makes noise and what does this and what does that, it's like anything we do. I mean, you know, a mother raising children can tell better than a father can uh, what's going on with a child. It's by the way they cry, the the sound they make, you know, in, in the middle of the night. I mean, daddies don't know that stuff a lot of times, but mamas do. And so that it's the same thing. It's just a... Uh, it's you, you know, you, you, you become ingrained in it. You come in, you, it becomes a part of your soul almost, you know. It ever throw you for a loop like you thought it was this, this was the problem, and then it turns out as you kind of dug deeper, oh, yeah. you found out something Many else. Many times, no matter how good you get, there's always, I mean, it's a, it's a piece of machinery. Mm-hmm. And it's technologically, you know, they got now where they're technologically, they're, they're sophisticated. And sometimes it's very difficult to find, a, find something that's wrong with a car. And they design them, and uh, you know, if guys are watching from from you know, uh, I I really believe they design them so you can't work on them. Really? They design them so I can't work on them. They design them so they can't work on them. They designed them so you have to go buy another one. Interesting. Yeah, I, I really, I, and that was a that was a common uh, idea back when I was younger, that they were going to build cars that the average guy could not fix, and. And there are some cars out there to fix the brakes. You have to get online, and you have to you have to get online to the manufacturer for them to recalibrate your brakes. Man, that's 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 ridiculous. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. And then they're gonna come out with with electric cars. Where are they gonna charge them at? Where are they gonna charge them at? Where's the charging stations that they're gonna build? Thousands and hundreds of thousands of them, like gas stations. Where are they gonna do that? You know, it's 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 you know they make them so complicated that there was. Uh, there's a lot of times when, but you know, if I if I knew it was a motor, I never made that mistake that it wasn't a motor. That I didn't make. I mean, because you knew, you could tell. Uh, because it's like I guess when a guy gets sick. I mean, you look at different things that are wrong. You don't look at just one thing. You might hear a noise, but there's other things. I mean, if I if I pull the drain plug out of a pan, and I put it in a pan, and it looks gold. Well, that's not a good sign. That's bad. That's expensive. That's dollar sign bad. And so there's things, other things you do, other things you look for. So, and how this is going to relate to the tech, I have no idea. Well, let's get into it <laughs> okay. so, so we can see. So I we're going to connect this to the tech. So we're in Genesis chapter six. And, and much like where you've gotten used to seeing things and, and kind of interpreting okay, how things go. Uh, but there are some times where we have to be very careful because yes. things will throw you for a loop. And that's really where we're at in Genesis chapter 6. Genesis chapter 6 is uh, obviously it's part of the Bible, but it's got some landmines, church. And what I mean landmines? by landmines, yes, no. absolutely. Thousand pound <laughs> bunker busters. <laughs> well, it's, it's not that bad. But what we need to understand, church, and I hope we've made it clear up into this point, is that Genesis was written to a culture that just no longer exists, okay? Mm -hmm. The reality is it was written to a culture that existed in what we call the ancient Near East. And so this this portion of the text had a lot of relevance and significance for them. Not saying it doesn't have any relevance or significance for us, but what I am saying is that 
where we take this section of the text can be really, really tricky sometimes. It can be very confusing. So we're going to clear some of that up. Uh, and let, let's just go ahead and get into it. So this is Roman, uh, <laughs> Romans, <laughs> my gosh. This is Genesis chapter 6, and I'm reading in verse 1. When human beings began to increase in number on the earth, and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that the daughters of humans were beautiful, and they married any of them they chose. Then the Lord said, My spirit will not contend with humans forever, for they are mortal. Their days will be 120 years. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days and also afterward when the sons of God went to the daughters of humans and had children by them. They were the heroes of old, men of renown. So a lot of people can take this and run with it and, and come up with all sorts of, of harebrained theories. There are really two popular interpretations of this section. The first one is that it's pretty much exactly as it sounds. The sons of God, whether they be angels or spiritual powers or authorities, intermingled with mankind and produced children and these were the nephilim and these old these men these heroes and men of renown the other interpretation that's that could possibly be going on here is that when it says the sons of god it's talking about adam's line and they intermingled with cain's line and that what really went on and what does this mean well church the the absolute honest truth is simply this i have no idea I have no idea. I have no idea if this is talking about spiritual authorities and powers intermingling with humankind. I have no idea if this is merely talking about the line of Adam and his from Seth, Seth on down, and the line of Cain and their intermingling. The point really is, church, it's not really something we have to worry about all that much. Um, what this is striving to explain to us is that the world is increasing in chaos and destruction. And we can see and that. And that's where we started. Right. That's where it starts. Well, well, everything outside the garden. Yeah. Right. That's where it goes. Now, we see this one line through Seth, this line of promise. Remember, we're waiting for this, this child mm -hmm. of promise. Mm -hmm. And we keep getting these awesome little nuggets we got with Enoch, who walked with God. Oh, yeah. but then God took him. Mm -hmm. Right. But then that line continued, and it begat another, and it begat another. And now we've got Noah. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it ends with Noah, I believe, in but, chapter but five. But the, the first part of this is... The world's in chaos. Yes. Whatever it means. We know, you know, you can you can go to look at one verse, whether it's angels or not. Because I've heard that said before. Well, this must have been angels from heaven. No, because angels in heaven don't get married. The, the scripture, Jesus tells us that. So, you know, you can dispute some of this stuff. The, the, the best thing is, is it is the world's in chaos. Right. There is chaotic stuff going on, and we see right away in just a few verses later, you know, God is grieved that he made man on the earth. Well, I mean, and even in this section of text, look at verse 3. Then the Lord said, My spirit will not contend with humans forever, for they are mortal. Their days will be 120 years. So, obviously, God is is looking at these events as they occur, and he says, I'm not dealing with this. Mm -hmm. I'm not dealing with this forever. So, again, church, the intention of this text, what we need to take away today is that chaos is increasing and increasing. Mm -hmm. Things are going from bad to worse. And it's because of sin. And it's because of sin. Absolutely. Uh, we're not going to get any more heavy. We're not going to get any more heavily into those theories and stuff. Um, remember, church, the Bible is a unified story that leads us to Jesus. That's okay? exactly right. The whole point of this narrative in Genesis, we're supposed to be looking for that seed promise mm -hmm. from Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. Throughout the rest of the book of Genesis, and in fact through the Old Testament, we should be looking for where and, where is that seed coming and from. And we're going to keep reminding them. Right. Over and over. You'll get tired of hearing it. 
Because that's what the theme of this whole Old Testament is. The law and the prophets is, when is this guy coming? That's right. And that's, so that's what we're supposed to be looking for. Now, look, teachers can take this and twist it 101 different ways. Yep. People have. And they okay? do. And they do. We're not going to do that. Okay. It's, it's probably one of those two things I mentioned earlier on. I'm not worried about it. And you shouldn't be worried about it either because it does it. Either way, the important thing is, where is this seed coming from? Well, What's going on with the this The theme seed? of this class is, here's sin, here's what happened, here's how it got here. Here's God inter- intervening and, and moving forward and, and perpetuating his line for this thing. To, God is going to make sure this happens. Man is going to do everything he can do to make sure it doesn't. Or he's going to do everything he can do to make sure that it's absolutely necessary that it happens. Because once sin is gone, it's going to come right back. That's right. It's yeah. not going to go away. That's right. So this next section here, uh, looking at, or excuse me, this next verse here, also looking at verse uh, 3. So staying in verse 3, excuse me. Um, notice it says here, for they are mortal, their days will be 120 years. Some people have taken that to mean, oh, see, God limited the human lifespan. Uh, it's really not likely that that's, that's what that's referring to specifically. Um, Abraham lived very close to that number. Uh, Isaac lived very close to that number. Uh, in fact, Noah, after the flood, I believe, lives past this number. This is probably a warning. God saying, I'm going to give them another 120 years mm-hmm. to reform and then going from there. And of course, then we see what God's decision is in that, starting in verse 5. The Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth. So again, once again, things are getting going from bad to worse. So whatever these other things were about, they it were, was promoting wickedness. It was promoting wickedness, absolutely. Yeah. It was not helping to stop the wickedness. No. The wickedness was ever increasing. Yeah. Um, and that every inclination of the thought of the human heart was only evil all the time. The Lord regretted that he had made human beings on the earth, and his heart was deeply troubled. So the Lord said, I will wipe them from the face of the earth, the human race I have created, and with them the animals and the birds and the creatures that move along the ground, for I regret that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. You know, I keep going back, and I'm glad we did that. You go back to those three verses, and if this was promoting health and 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 focus on God, then this would not have been the next narrative. That's right. The next narrative would have been, there would have been other people, but he, but he said, these men of renown, these heroes of old, heroes, you know, these were ungodly individuals of something, whatever they were. It was ungodly what they were doing, and man's mind had, been, had come, become completely and totally corrupt. Yes. And God said, it was so bad. I've heard people say, well, it's getting that bad now. No, it isn't. Not anything like it was then. There was nobody good then. Only one guy. Not even his sons, who he's going to promote the seed line through, was good. Only this guy. It doesn't say that he found Noah and all of his family all really found favor in God. No, it said Noah found favor in his eyes. That's, right. That's the only one. They're going to get saved because Noah's a good guy. But they, uh, on their own, they get destroyed with the rest of them. They get destroyed with the rest of them. That's right. Because they're no good either. So anyway. All right. So, but Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. And so here we go. He's he's resolved himself. The, the father has resolved mm-hmm. himself to wiping out his creation. And we're supposed to go, what about the seed line? Mm-hmm. What about the seed? 
is Noah the seed. Mm -hmm. That's now what we all should be thinking in this story. We should be wondering if Noah is the seed to come. Now, we, church, we know the answer. He's not. No. But that's what this narrative is unfolding. So let's find out what happens with Noah. Noah was a righteous man. This is in verse 9. Blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. Noah had three sons, Shem, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight, was full of violence. God saw how corrupt the earth, how corrupt the earth had become, for all the people on the earth had corrupted their ways. So God said to Noah, I'm going to put an end to all people, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I am surely going to destroy both them and the earth. So make yourself an ark of cypress wood. Make rooms in it and coat it with pitch inside and out. You know, I was talking to Mark Spath and Ann Spath the other day, and they mentioned going up to that ark mm -hmm. encounter. I believe it's in Alabama, mm -hmm. I think. I think so. Mm -hmm. That thing is pretty impressive. Yeah, they said it was really impressive. They were really, really impressed by it. You know, and how it, it kind of makes the whole narrative here kind of come to life. You said, whether it's really completely accurate or not, but it, 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 it really makes it, you know, where it's something you can hands-on touch it, you know, so... Yeah, I definitely want to take the family up there to see it. It's, it's, uh, it's one thing to hear how this is. I mean, listen to this in verse 15. This is how you are to build it. The ark is to be 300 cubits long, 50 cubits wide, and 30 cubits high. Make a roof for I mean, he plans this whole thing out, mm -hmm. you know? And mm -hmm. to be able to see what they've done up in Alabama and this recreation that they've made of it that's mm -hmm. supposed to be to scale— um, it, it must be fantastic. It's definitely something I want to check out. Well, what what this tells us here is Noah's not a shipbuilder. Right, yeah. By any stretch. And these measurements, they will tell you, experts will tell you that these are the exact, dy di the dynamic of measurements, not maybe, but the, the differences between length, width, and height are the exact measurements you need. No matter how big you build a boat, you can build it, 50 times this big, you have to have these kinds of dynamics for it to stay afloat, no matter what you build it out of. You know, and I was, I was looking at something one day, and a guy who was a shipbuilder, they said that this is the exact dy dynamics, the exact measurements, not the precise measurements where every boat has to be 450 foot long, but, it, but the, the, the dynamic between the different, the different uh, widths and measurements has to be, and how would Noah know that? <laughs> yeah, how would he? How would he know, you know that? And think about this. Think about it. He's going to build a boat 450 feet long. That's how long this is. You know, and everybody knows, many people know they've seen a football field. Yeah. Okay, a football field is 300 feet long from end zone to end zone. Not not the end zone itself, but from the from the goal line to the goal line is 300 feet long. This is a half again as long as that. So you put a you put this boat on a football field and it's going to hang over 150 feet. That's how big this boat is. You know, I mean, we went on a cruise, okay, and a and a cruise that boat was was over a thousand feet long. It's double this size. When you first drive up to, if you've never seen a cruise ship or if you've never seen a boat that big, mm -hmm. you know, and you and you drive up to one. They are impressive. They are massive. And Mark says an aircraft carrier, he said the Kitty Hawk, he said, is if you think that's impressive, he said, you ain't seen nothing until you've seen one of them. Seen a seen a, an aircraft carrier, you know, at dock in Norfolk. He said they're but you know, I mean, and think about he's got 
him and three boys. You got a boy. You got three kids. Oh, man. He ain't asking me to build nothing. <laughs> I guarantee it. I had three boys. We got a lot done, but we ain't getting this done. <laughs> there ain't no way we're getting this done. You know, and I know that God's going to help him along. God's going to give him the expertise and the knowledge of how to do it and everything. But you know how much wood that is? Uh, I have that, no idea. That, that's a, I mean, this is a I mean, boat. I've seen pictures of that ark, you know, from, from Mark and Ann. Yeah. And that, that, that looks like a lot of wood. But it, but it doesn't do it justice. Not, a picture never does anything justice. Not to, you have to see it hands-on. You've got you to be able to touch it yourself. And absolutely, you know, I mean, people could tell me how big a, a cruise liner was. Until I got on one, until I got onto the 12th deck and looked down, that is a long ways down. Hmm. That's a long ways down. And, and to see it from the ground and, and as you're driving up to it and you, and you see these things, and you know you're getting on that boat, and uh, and you're going to be out in the middle of the of the Gulf of Mexico, and then the and then the Atlantic Ocean, man. I mean, it's it's impressive. Right. That's impressive. And then you get on that thing, and you're and you're sailing, and you don't even. I mean, you, it, this guy's going to build this boat, and it's going to be a tinker toy compared to some of these things. Hmm. But yeah. in his day and time, this is a this is a massive undertaking. Because God says, I've got, a, I've, got, I've got something to do here. Mm-hmm. I've got a covenant I need to make with you, but I've got to get this done first. <laughs> so it's amazing. It, it really is amazing. Yeah, I can only imagine. Um, yeah, I can only imagine. I really can. Look at this in verse 17. So he tells him, so he says, look, you, all of these instructions all the way down to 17, put a door on the side, verse 16, and then 17, I'm going to bring floodwaters on the earth to destroy all life under the heavens. Every creature that has breath, the breath of life in it, everything on earth will perish. But I will establish my covenant with you, and you will enter the ark, you and your sons and your wife and your sons' wives with you. You are to bring into the ark two of all living creatures, male and female, to keep them alive with you, two of every kind of bird, of every kind of animal, and of every kind of creature that moves along the ground will come, come to you to be kept alive. You are to take every kind of food that is to be eaten and store it away as food uh, for you and for them. And Noah did everything just as God commanded. So now we're hearing a hint in verse 18, but I will establish my covenant with you. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Yep. So we're going to see what that looks like here. And I believe chapter nine, we're going to see more of that. Mm -hmm. All right. And it's going to be the, it's going to be that, uh, that dynamic that's coming with that word that we haven't really heard before. It hasn't right. been really in the, in the dialogue yet, that word covenant. And we'll deal with that a lot because from chapter 9 on all the way through chapter, 10, uh, chapter 12 and chapter 17, you know, the covenant will change. But it's going to be a covenant and it's going to be, it's going to be a relationship with God, between God and people that are, that are going to, these are going to be conditions that need to be met. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's what a covenant means. And uh, God has made a covenant with us today. And and this is this is why we decided to do this conversation about the law and the prophets. That's right. Because because this is important for us to to underst- to understand what this dynamic means. And we're going to look at some things that maybe people haven't seen before uh, that we'll pull out. But but uh, you know this this is this is really going to be interesting. Uh, it's another thread 
It's another Absolutely. thread, just it like is. the seed. It is. Now we have God saying, I am going to establish my covenant with you. Yeah. What is a covenant? What does that mean? What does that look like? And we're going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Let's let's get there in okay. the text, though. So right. chapter 7, The Lord then said to Noah, Go into the ark, you and your whole family, because I have found you righteous in this generation. I want to stop right there. Here again, I found you righteous. Not them, you. I found you righteous. And his whole family is going to be blessed because of his righteousness. That's a that's a great testimony. You could preach that. You know, I mean, if you want to be a great father, you want to be a great role model, then be a great father and a great role model. And your, your family will be blessed because of your righteousness. They may not be righteous on their own, but they will be blessed because of you. Now, it doesn't mean they'll be saved. That's not what I'm saying. But the blessings that come with righteousness... The, to living a calm and peaceful life. Don't you think that's a blessing to a family, to, to young children? You know, your young children are not, are not saved yet. They're not, they don't need that at this point. But you and your wife being righteous, being right with God, gives, affords them blessings that other children aren't afforded. You know, we deal with people all the time that have, that have nightmare pasts. I mean, just nightmares for the past. You know, things that have happened in their lives that just tore their lives apart through no fault of their own because the people and the adults in their life weren't faithful to God. I told a young man the other day, got a little baby. I told him, I said, I said, that little boy needs you to do what you're supposed to do so he can be everything he needs to be. Otherwise, he's going to go find it somewhere else. He needs you to be a great father. He needs you to be a great role model in how to live a spiritual life. He needs you to, to show him how to keep a job, how to hold a job, how to treat a woman, how to, how to be kind and compassionate. He needs that from you. You know, well, these guys were getting it from Noah, even though they may not were considered righteous by God. doesn't mean they were bad people, but they weren't the ones that God looked at and said, here's God found favor in my eyes. He's an older man and he has done the right things. And, and they are going to get blessed. And then when they when they go in, because I have found you righteous in this generation. Nobody else, just you. Well, and what was it that made him righteous? And I'd like to point out two different things. First is verse 9 here in uh, chapter 6. So in, in ch- chapter 6, verse 9, he was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. Yeah. And then look down here in verse 22. He did everything just as God commanded him. There's, Why was he there's, righteous? There's a couple of points to your sermon, man. Preaching about the 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 you know what what Noah brought to his family. You know this is what he did. He you know he he walked faithfully with God. He did everything God told him to do, and God found him found him right. And they were saved because of him. Now, I don't know. You know, I got I got three boys that are all faithful to God. They all love God in their own way, and they're doing everything they can do and and what they know to do at this point. And uh, I'd like to think that my wife and I had a big hand in that because we lived faithful in our lives from the time Mark was seven, eight years old. You know, he all he knew from that point on, all he knew was church and God and our and our and our living for Him. Didn't always get it right. We weren't, weren't always perfect, but uh, but he knew a different part of life than what other people were learning. Well, and, and, you know, and we're going to read about Noah and about some of his flaws here in a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, another, and it reminds me of another character in Scripture who was a man after God's own heart. David. And he did some horrible things. Yeah. Really messed up. Yeah, he did. 
still a man after God's own yep. heart. So what is it that makes so, somebody righteous? So what it tells me is I'm never going to be perfect. And if you're out there and you think you're perfect because you have a relationship with God, you're not. The only reason you are, the only reason you have any hope of being perfect is because God is perfect. That's, That's right. the only way. You can't do enough to be perfect in God's sight. You're going to sin. You're going to sin today. You're going to sin tomorrow. You're going to sin next week. You know, you can't do enough to, to, to find perfection. You just can't. So anyway. So righteousness before God, following him mm -hmm. and doing the things that he commands you to do. Mm -hmm. Obedience. Mm -hmm. Following God and obedience. What was uh, the four points you had about Hezekiah as well? Oh, yeah. Just, it, just the other day. It was trust in God. Trust in you God. You trust God. You, you listen to what he has to say. You follow him. Uh, you uh, hold you on to him with everything you have. Hold on to him have, with everything you have. And you obey, obey and you him. And you obey him with everything you have. And if you do that, you said, you know, and I said, this is the formula for success. It's a formula for success you for anyone. Really can't stress it enough. It is both following and, and, obedience. and obedience. And obedience. Because, I, I mean, here's the thing, you know, if we're not going to obey him, are you really following him? No. You know, it's really that simple. I, I like the one from, from that text that says, and he held on. To him with everything he had, he held on, he held fast to him, you know. I mean, because the wind is whipping out there, guys. The wind, wind of evil and discord <laughs> is whipping out there. And if, right now, you know, I know that our, the the election is over by the time y'all watch this. We don't know at this point because that's the votes tomorrow. But uh, but the wind of discord is whipping around out there, and I don't know. It may be worse by the time y'all see this. The only thing we have sometimes is to hold on to God. Well, and we keep seeing that. Notice that we're gonna we're gonna keep seeing this repeated in the text, this mm -hmm. theme. Because mm -hmm. I mean, think about it. Up until this point, mm -hmm. Noah is really the only person who's done this. Yep. Adam and Eve disobeyed him. Cain didn't listen to him. I mean, well, e except for maybe Enoch. Enoch, yep. who walked faithfully with God. Now we're seeing another person who walks faithfully with God. So mm -hmm. we're seeing this theme developed here for sure. Look here. But, in, but Enoch's been gone a long time. Enoch has been. Yes, he's and, been gone and for a while. And it's gotten really bad. Yeah. Since he's been gone. Yeah. Absolutely. So now look, so then he warns him, right? Take you, uh, take with you seven pairs of every kind of clean animal, a male and its mate, and one pair of every kind of unclean animal, a male and its mate, and also seven pairs of every kind of bird, male and female, to keep their various kinds alive throughout the earth. Seven days from now, I will send rain, here's the warning, on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights, and I will wipe from the face of the earth every living creature I have made. And look at verse five, and Noah did again, all that was commanded to him. Yep. So this is yep. this is a constant yep. repetition we are seeing in the narrative. Yep. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to be under. We're supposed to be taken away from this story. Oh, okay. You know, Adam and Eve didn't obey. Cain didn't obey. But Enoch walked. But oh, look at now Noah. He's doing everything that's commanded, and he's righteous. He's following God. So we're kind of supposed to be taking this this under cue. Maybe Noah is the seed. Maybe he's the one. That's what we're supposed to be thinking. Noah was 600 years old when the floodwaters came on the earth. And Noah and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives entered the ark to escape the waters of the flood. Pairs of clean and unclean animals, of birds, and of all creatures that move along the ground, male and female, came to Noah and entered the ark as God had commanded Noah. And after the seven days, the floodwaters came on the earth. In the 600th year of Noah's life, on the 17th day of the second month, on that day, all the springs of the great deep burst forth, and the floodgates of heaven of the heavens were opened, and rain fell on the earth forty days and forty nights. This is the first time that it has rained. Mm -hmm. From creation forward, this is the first time it has rained. Could you imagine Noah building an ark in probably 
the middle of what must have been what probably was paradise just land just land as far as the eye could see i mean think about it the water's coming up and watering everything there's mists coming down there's no there's no rain yet mm-hmm. and he's building this boat like god commanded him probably what took him 100 years he was 500 a second ago now he's 600 well, what you said was true about 120 years god said you got 120 years straighten up you ain't gonna straighten up so i'm gonna i'm gonna wipe you out building this boat Peter will tell us he was a preacher of righteousness. Mm-hmm. Noah was. Yeah, he was building this. So boat. while he's building a boat, he's preaching righteousness. So he's telling. So he's telling people. Mm-hmm. Hey, what do you think they're saying? What do you think? You ever had somebody scoff at you? Say, you know, about something you said. You ever had somebody? Oh yeah, yeah, all the time. Yeah, I mean, look, I worked on an ambulance. You know, I had people scoffing at me left and right. Okay. <laughs> you, ever had, you ever had a family member? Yeah. Scoff at you? Yeah. Say you're a you're. I mean, you you start off a little runt. Yep. You know, you ain't no not, good. Not, not in those words, but yeah. yeah. I, had a, I had an uncle one time tell me, you know, after my dad's funeral. And we were sitting at the preacher's house in Houtsville. And we were in the garage and there was a long table and we were eating. People had brought food from everywhere. And, uh, and you know, we had just, just buried my dad in Moravia, which is just a little town just a, a few miles north of Houtsville. And he's sitting at the other end of the table and I'm sitting over here. And this is five or six years ago. And he... Uh, he always treated me like a piece of garbage. That's how I felt. That's what he always did. And he looked at me and he said, I'm impressed. And I said, really? And he said, uh, he said, I didn't think you had it in you. And I knew what he was saying. Another dig. And I'm going, yeah, I ain't letting that bother me. And I wanted to say, man, you don't know how the half of what I'm capable of doing. I didn't say it. I thought it. It was sinful to think it. But I, but I thought it anyway, and I thought if you only knew. And what I should have been thinking is, what can I say to help save his soul? Mm. I did not do that, and I regret that. But, uh, but you know, it was it was a dig, you know. And you think that some of his friends, you don't think he had some friends? Oh, for sure. And you don't think some of his friends were laughing at him, mocking him, throwing rocks at him while he's building his boat? Hey, Noah, what's flood? And what's what's rain? Come on, Noah. It's interesting that Peter, let's go get drunk. <laughs> it's it's interesting that Peter also talks about. Um, waiting for the flood in First Peter. It's very interesting. Second Peter, he talks about it too, and scoffers will come and scoff in the last yep. days and stuff. So yep. it's interesting that Peter hits on those themes. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, we don't know, right? It's it's really left up to us to kind of see what's going on and read in between the well, lines. Well, you have to read between the lines. You have yeah. to, and I, and, I'm, and I love doing that because I don't think it changes the text. But, no, you know, no. put yourself, if you were in that situation, what would be going on with you? Well, this is this is a real event that really occurred. Yeah, absolutely. And what we don't have here is the reaction that society had to what Noah was doing. We know he was preaching because of Peter. We know he was telling people. And, I mean, he's building a big boat in the middle of the land. Yeah. You know, you don't think that drew crowds, you know, especially a boat the size it was. And then when all the animals started yeah, turning but a, up. Yeah, but after, after a few years, the new kind of wore off and they went to the next great big event. Well, pro- you know, I mean, wait, but then the animals started coming. Right. Yeah. You know? But you have to understand they had a different relationship with the animals up until this point. We'll see that in a little bit. Right. There was a different relationship with the there animals was, at yeah. this point. There wasn't the same di- dynamic as there was before. But he held on mm-hmm. and he kept doing what God had commanded him despite mm-hmm. any of the possible setbacks that there mm-hmm. were. Mm-hmm. Right. So he continued on. Well, on that... we, we, got, we can't go on. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it says it rained 40 days, 40 nights. You know what most people think? Hmm. Well, how, have you ever been in a situation where it rained continuously for a, a great number of days? Have I? Yeah. 
I mean, not not more than a couple of days. Okay, we were we were. Uh, uh, I don't know how long it goes, but 10, 15 years ago, I don't know, maybe longer. It rained for 18 straight days, mm. 18 straight days here. Uh, and it rained, some days it rained really hard, some days it didn't rain as hard, but it rained for 18, I, don't, I forget how many inches of rain we got in that amount, 10, 12 inches of rain. You know, I don't remember many roads that I didn't, that I had to, that I had to navigate through. That's not what happened here. All right, that, that's not, look, listen to what it says again. It says, on, on the 17th day of the second month, in verse 11, on that day, all the springs of the great deep burst forth, and the floodgates of heaven were open. It didn't just start raining. Water came from everywhere. The ground opened up, and water shot out from the ground. Water, the sky opened up. Can you imagine the, 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 the sky opening like a blanket and open up and water pouring onto the ground? Because it's going to rain and it's going to have water on the ground until it's 18 cubits higher than the highest mountain. That's that's 15 foot, 20 foot higher. I mean, you know, it's going to be higher than the highest mountain. That means water is going to be on everything. You know, it, it don't just rain and get that way. Something else has to happen. I mean, this was violent. This was this was earth shaking. There is even some scientists say that that much water on the earth would have tilted the earth on its axis to a to a degree, to a point. You know, we have no idea what how much calamity went on here. It was catastrophic. People, these animals didn't just die because because they drowned. These people, these animals died because they were crushed to death. They were they were turned upside down. I mean, it was awful what happened. You know, and I say all that because we get this idea. Well, it just started raining and everything was kind of just kind of raining. People just drowned. No, God punished an evil world, yeah. and He's going to do it again. And when he does it the next time, it's gonna. He's not just gonna destroy mankind. He's gonna destroy everything. He says he will melt it with intense heat. It'll burn it up, and he's gonna remake it. Well, Peter said he's reserving the last judgment for yep. fire. Yep. So on that very day, Noah and his sons. This is verse thirteen. Shem, Ham, and Japheth, together with his wife and the wives of his three sons, entered the ark. They had with them every kind of wild animal according to its kind, all livestock according to their kinds, every creature that moves along the ground according to its kind, and every bird according to its kind, everything with wings, pairs of all creatures that have the breath of life in them, came to Noah and entered the ark. The animals going in were male and female of every living thing, as God had commanded Noah. Then the Lord shut him in. And for forty days the flood kept coming on the earth. As the waters increased, they lifted the ark high above the earth. The waters rose and increased greatly on the earth, and the ark floated on the surface of the water. The waters rose and covered the mountains to a depth of more than 15 cubits. Every living thing that moved on land perished. Birds, livestock, wild animals, all the creatures that swarm over the earth, and all mankind. Everything on dry land that had the breath of life in its nostrils died. Every living thing on the face of the earth was wiped out. People and animals and the creatures that move along the ground and the birds were wiped from the earth. Only Noah was left, and those with him in the ark. The waters flooded the earth for 150 days. Now, if you're coming out of Egypt and you used to worship all those things, <laughs> how did they all survive? And what, what judgment did God bring on them? Who's in charge? God's in charge. You know, God saw that evil had, had, had permeated the whole creation and he said, I'm done. I'm done. And it says in Romans, I think, chapter 8, that the, that the earth groans in, in anticipation 
of the re, of the revealing of the sons of God. You know, the earth knows it's it, the earth itself is in, in a sinful state now. And that's why it's decaying. That's why it's being destroyed. Well, one of the reasons the Israelites were removed from the land, which we'll get to much later, much later from later now on, on yeah. was that they never kept the year Two of years Jubilee. Two from now, yeah. maybe. <laughs> well, they never kept the year of Jubilee. And, mm-hmm. and God even mentions that the land needs rest yeah. from its burden. Yeah. So, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, all of creation groans under the burden of sin. Yeah, and what? Right. And one thing, you know, we didn't we didn't mention this much, but notice if we go back if we go back up there, the one thing I think we should look at when we look at chapter six, verses one through three. It's not just man in rebellion. If these are spiritual powers and authority, in authorities, they're in rebellion as well. That's exactly right. Yep. So that's something to consider, is that it's not just man. Yes, man sinned and man rebelled, but also, if these are spiritual powers and authorities from chapter 6, verses 1 through 3, they rebelled too. Yeah. And there is some indication for this out of the Psalms, but we're not going to get into it too much. But what we need to understand is all, everything, mankind, the creation, everything has rebelled against God. But something I think we need, as we, we're going to, because we're going to probably wind this up now, but... Yeah. You know, we've gone pretty far, but we, God's plan still is in effect, okay? His plan today is still in effect. That plan, that plan is, is premised on the, on the, right on top of Jesus. We know who the seed is now. Yeah, that's right. We know who it is. They didn't. We do. And he came from here. All of this, all, all of this, guys. All this, this is bringing him to us so that we can have life in his name. So that we don't have to worry about annihilation coming. Because he says he will do it again. Next time he'll do it with fire. Not with water. In fact, we'll get into it next week. Where he says, I'm going to make a promise to you. I'm going to make a covenant with you. And here's the sign of the covenant. I'm not going to tell you what it is. But here's the sign of the covenant. So he makes a sign of the covenant before he makes one with Abraham. And he makes one with Noah. And, and and everything changes. And he gives him m- different kinds of food to eat now, different kind of things to do. And what does Noah, the first thing he does? He plants a vineyard. Ah, we're going to get there. <laughs> get, we're going to get there. We'll find out how he isn't the seed, why he isn't the okay. seed, and, and all, right. all of that it. stuff. We'll, we'll get into that next time. But, yeah, absolutely. I want to um, tell him so bad. <laughs> I know. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, so, Absolutely. God has brought judgment on a sinful, rebellious creation. He will do it again. And he is going to do it again. That's why, you know, for us, we can be like Noah. We can. With his help. That's right. With God's help, we can be like him because Jesus died on the cross. So we can be like him. We can be righteous just like he is. And God will find us holy and righteous when he comes back. And it's not perfection. No, it's not. It's Exactly what Noah did. It's, it is perfection because he's perfect. Right. But what I'm, what I, yes, absolutely. It's perfection through him. Through him. Not perfection no, on my own. No. But we get that. We come along with that when we follow God and hold on to him. Obedient. Trust him and be obedient. That's absolutely. Right. Just like Noah. Just like Noah. Just like it told us in Second Kings yeah. with Hezekiah. That's right. The, the, the formula hasn't changed, guys. It hasn't changed. The formula is still the same. Trust God. Trust him with everything you have. Be obedient to him. And he will save us. 
He will find, he'll find a way. You say, well, I don't really know anybody. God will find, God's, God's a lot smarter than you are. He'll find a way to get you to, to the right people and get you to the right place. Put your nose in the book and pray to God and God will, God will take care of it. I promise. Let's pray, brother. All right. Father, thank you for this example of Noah, who is a righteous man, who because of his righteousness, his family was blessed. Help us to realize, Father, that, that even though we live in a sinful environment, just like Noah did, we can do the same things. All we got to do is hold on to him, hold on to you, and, and be obedient. Do what you tell us. And our families will be blessed because of it, because we'll change and be the kind of people that, you, that your son died to make us. Father, bless us as we continue on with this, with this conversation through the, through the Law and the Prophets. I pray that those that are watching will learn and they'll grow and, they'll, and it, will, it will change their lives. Father, thank you for the opportunity and thank you for your son. It's in his name that we pray.